When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What do you do when a town tries to tell you what you can and can't do with your house? You get some revenge. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, where is John Smith? One day during the time I was employed at a hardware store, I got a call via my department's phone. Answering it, the lady on the other end asked if we had product X. I forget what it was specifically. I told her that unfortunately we were out of that specific item, and she did not take that well. Even more so when I told her I didn't know when we would be getting more, as that wasn't one of my responsibilities. She then raised her voice a little and said the dreaded question, Do you know who I am? Oh crap, I was dealing with a Karen. What position would the wild Karen threaten us from this time? Lawyer? Doctor? Maybe city council? I'm a librarian from insert place here. My mind honestly blanked out a little there. That was a new one. That was the first and, to this day, only time I've ever heard somebody use librarian as their supposedly I'm better than you job. Nothing against librarians, of course. I just found it odd. Once I snapped out of it, I again told her that I couldn't do anything about out-of-stock items, and she just got madder. It was then I heard the phone being passed to somebody else. I prayed that the new person had common sense. Unfortunately, I got the complete opposite. The woman's husband began yelling at me in heavily accented English. The lady also had a heavy accent, but her husband spoke at a high speed as well, making it near impossible to understand him. I did pick up stuff like, you need to respect your elders and low-wage worker, though. In the midst of this, I hatched a plan. This plan involved me taking my experiences from the scant time I had in drama classes and using it to make myself sound as weak and pathetic as possible. Looking back on it in retrospect, I don't think I needed to do that for the plan to have worked, but I did it anyway to make the man think he had a psychological advantage over me. He then demanded I give my name so he could tell my manager and get me in trouble. My name is John Smith, sir, I said in a timid voice. The first fake name that came to mind that also didn't match up at all with any of my coworkers. He believed it without any hesitation and jeered at me that I was going to get in trouble for whatever it is they thought I did wrong in their delusional heads before hanging up. I'd like to say that my revenge ended with just them wasting their time trying to tell my supervisors that John Smith existed, but it didn't whilst still remaining within the petty zone. They didn't call the store. They straight up came to the store and yelled out, where's John Smith? Making themselves look like lunatics in front of everyone including my manager and co-workers, who knew for sure John Smith didn't exist among the staff, despite the couple's insistence. Nothing big happened after that besides angry arguments about John Smith's existence, but the sight alone still gives me a chuckle when I remember it. I think in any job like this, if a customer starts to get belligerent, it should be policy to just try to end that call as soon as possible. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, I know you're in a hurry, but is there still time to be petty? 
It's been a long day and I'm on my way home from work. My wife wants me to make a quick stop to pick up some takeout, then I'm home free. I get to the stoplight and make a right turn off the main road and into the merge lane, but I have to get all the way across two lanes to make a quick left turn. The light just turned, so there's a steady stream of traffic across those two lanes. I'm stuck waiting for a break in the cars. But it's rush hour, so I'm just going to have to wait for their light to turn red again. There's just not enough road between me and that left turn for me to merge with fast moving traffic, cut across two lanes, then get into the left turn lane. I have to wait. Same for the guy behind me. He's gotta wait. He's in a hurry, and I know this because he starts laying on his horn. Unfortunately, there's nowhere for me to go, and no way for him to go around me. He gives me a couple short bumps of the horn at first, then he just decides to stand on it until the traffic clears and I can move. As soon as I start forward and ease my way across the now open lanes, he whips around me, and I think he's finally going to be on his way to whatever it is he can be late for. This is when I enact my secret plan for vengeance. Turns out that he was in such a hurry to get past me and on his way that he zips around me, beats me into the left turn lane, and parks in front of me. He then waits for the left turn arrow to cycle from red to green, then back to yellow. At the last moment before it turns red again, he zips out of the left turn lane and continues on his way, leaving me stuck for another stoplight cycle. You read that right. The dude was so pissed about being mildly inconvenienced for 45 seconds that he got his petty revenge by willingly adding another two minutes to his own delay. I'm still trying to figure the logic of it. How dare you sit there and make me wait. Now I'm going to sit there and make you wait. Who did really lose in that situation? Can't be OP. Cooler heads prevail. Our next story is my mom is the pettiest of all and I like it. First of all, I love my mom. She is amazing and the petty queen that we all want to be. This is one of her ways to show her pettiness. Anyways, where we live, it's very common to have a magnet with your photo on it if something celebrated like weddings, bar mitzvah, parties, etc. I don't know what's happening in the States, but it's happening here. My mom used to have a lot of friends, but they were toxic as freak. When she cuts them off, she crops them out of the magnet. I find it rather amusing. I thought that it was exclusive to her magnets, but oh boy, I was wrong. A few months ago, I went through an ugly breakup because my ex lost his mind. We had a bunch of magnets together, and when it was over, I put them in my parents' house. Obviously, I couldn't be bothered to have them with me. After some time, I went to their house and saw my magnet cropped, and it was just me. She was like, I couldn't see you near this loser, so I fixed it. I was laughing so hard. Nothing really extreme, just a small petty thing that I'm a fan. This is 100% like those situations where you bring a boyfriend or girlfriend to Christmas, you have a terrible breakup and you go and you crop them or photoshop them out. It's honestly just kind of hilarious. Our next story is, shame me for being an unmarried mother in front of my kids, I'll show you how much of a sham your marriage is. My next door neighbors have rubbed me the wrong way ever since I moved here three years ago. The husband, let's call him Mike, struck me as a little sleazy, and the wife, we'll call her Sharon, seemed nosy and judgmental as heck. But I know myself. I know I'm quick to judge and get stuck in a certain opinion of people. My daughter's about the same age as theirs, and let's call her Maria, and she has a bit of trouble making friends. So when Sharon suggested they have weekly playdates, alternating between their house and mine, I put my dislike of her aside and agreed. 
It all seemed to be going fine for a while, but my daughter eventually seemed less enthusiastic about going over to their place. I talked to her about it and she admitted that she didn't like Sharon. Apparently Sharon had been watching them play and directing them on how to play and she often interrupted to ask my daughter intrusive questions about our family, especially about my kid's paternity. My daughter's a picky eater, so to start with, I would send her over with snacks I know she can eat, in case there was nothing there she could eat. My daughter had told me that she didn't need those snacks because they had food there that she could eat, but it turns out that Sharon had told her that she was being rude for bringing her own food to someone else's house, and that if she wanted to eat, she had to eat what Sharon gave her. So of course she just didn't eat there. On top of that, Sharon would invite my daughter to Sunday school every time and had gotten very pushy even though she consistently said no. My daughter still wanted to play with Maria, so we decided the play dates could continue, but only if they were at our place. I made my excuses to Sharon and initially she agreed to only have play dates at my house. But when Sharon and Maria showed up, They both came inside instead of Sharon leaving Maria at the door as usual. In front of her daughter, my daughter, and my son, Sharon said they'd been praying about it as a family, and God had guided them and told them not to leave their daughter with an unmarried mother, because apparently it shows I can't make good choices, and they're worried I would influence her to make poor decisions with her life and stray from her faith. And then they left. So, I was right about Sharon being nosy and judgmental. I decided to find out if I was right about Mike. I made accounts on Instagram and Facebook posing as an attractive young lady with lots of somewhat local friends. I followed him on Instagram and he followed back. He immediately messaged me and the messages quickly went from vaguely flirty to obviously trying to get some. I then took screenshots of the messages and sent them to Sharon in a Facebook message. I didn't get a response, but I did see Mike storming out of the house with a small suitcase and driving off rather recklessly. He did come back a couple of days later, so I haven't destroyed their marriage or anything, but I definitely put a dent in it. I love this because this is some like indirect but still direct way of just telling her stop worrying and passing your judgment upon other people and focus on your own problems that you got brewing back at home. This next story is dollar dollar bill y'all. So I'm at the dollar store today. I don't know where you all live, but around here, the few stores are notoriously understaffed. It isn't rare to have lines 10 people deep with the cashier struggling to move as fast as they can. I'm pretty patient as I work in a similar field and always give myself extra time when I go to shop there. So the line is backed up halfway down the snack aisle. I'm number three in line to check out. A lady, sixth in line with her five-year-old kid, gets frustrated and starts getting aggressively loud. Not quite yelling, but loud enough that most of the store can hear. The aggressive lady says, You need to open a second register. You move too slow. This store always does this. Open a second register. The poor cashier keeps her head down and tries moving faster, but it's not helping. She says, You all need to say something. Speak up. They always do this. Open a second register. People in line are uncomfortable and shifting around, but no one says anything to her while she complains openly with her kid in tow. Under his breath, the guy behind me says, What do you want her to do? Shut down this register and move to the other one? Which draws some snickers from the crowd. She says, This is BS. You're BS. Don't talk to me with my kid. This dollar store sucks. What? 
She drags her kid up to the next door, closed register line, and slams her hand on the conveyor belt and goes, Open this register! Open the second register! During this, the managers come out of the back and watch the commotion. He walked over to the register she's at and flips on the light. They say, I can help the next customer. The angry lady dumps all of her stuff on the belt. They say, ma'am, I said I can help the next customer. Sir? And he gestures to me to come over, as the person in front of me was now being helped by cashier one. The aggressive lady says, I'm right here. I'm first. The manager says, no ma'am, he was here before you. You cut the line. Sir, I can help you right here. Ma'am, can you please remove your things from the belt? The aggressive lady gave a shocked Pikachu face. The kid starts to cry. She aggressively smashes all of her things back in her basket and goes back to her former sixth place in line. Now fifth or whatever. The manager says, Ma'am, I've already told you that no one's allowed to cut in line. I'll need you to go to the back. This dollar store may suck, but it's my dollar store. She slams her basket on the floor and drags her crying kid out of the store. His petty revenge? Not mine, but man, it was fun to witness. Nobody likes a line cutter. You gotta love good management that deals appropriately with these awful entitled customers. This next story is petty with a side of bacon. Short and sweet, my wonderful husband does a lot of the dishes, which is wonderful. Except if they come out of the dishwasher dirty, they still end up in the cupboard sometimes. Well, after a pretty rough day, I decided to make a tasty sandwich with bacon. Whenever anyone makes bacon, your house fills with its tantalizing smell. So I always add a slice or two for the hubby. Well, I went to get the pan and fry up bacon for said tasty sandwich. The pan was practically the wrong color, it was so dirty. Absolute petty mode engages. I get a little rush as I hand wash the pan. I do what I always do and add a few slices for him. Sizzle, sizzle. He even peeks his head into the kitchen as the smell makes it to his office. Sizzle, sizzle. Guess who got a side of bacon with her bacon sandwich? I'll tell you what, one great way to get through to your husband, to tell them that they need to pick their game up a little bit, hit him in the stomach. But not physically, obviously. Get them thinking about that tantalizing bacon and why they don't have some right now. Our next story is, that's what he gets for cheating. So I, 16 year old female, love playing with my Rubik's cubes. I also despise cheating when it comes to games and such. One of the biggest things I hate is when someone breaks a piece off of a Rubik's cube to solve it. That's just cheating and very annoying to someone who actually wants to solve it. The piece will never go back in its spot until it's removed obviously. Anyways, my brother, 14, came home from school and offered me a Rubik's Cube, saying his friend gave it to him to give to me so he could really see if I could solve it. No big deal, I love doing this stuff. But right as he was walking away, my mom, 47, says, shouldn't you tell her why he wants her to try to solve it? Instant red flag. My brother starts smiling, just solve it. I replied with no, what's wrong with it? He laughs a little bit and says, You'll never be able to solve it, it's unsolvable. I start messing with the pieces and notice they aren't shifting right, almost like it's getting stuck. It reminded me of what happened to my 4x4 right before it broke. The pieces on the inside would get caught on each other, so I looked back at my brother and said, he switched a piece out, didn't he? Again, he starts laughing. My mom replies with, I told him not to do it. I said, I'm not angry. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just disappointed with a smile on my face before I started turning it really hard. While messing with it, it had locked up and would no longer turn. So by forcing it to turn, the obvious happened. It shattered. My brother's face dropped while I stood there smiling. My mom was trying not to laugh in the background. Brother said, I can't return it like that. I thought about it and then looked at the hot glue gun on the counter. Okay, I'll fix it then. I glued each piece together and the only way to get it to come apart is to break it. My brother goes back to school on Thursday and I can't wait for the reaction. P.S. I'm giving the boy $10 for breaking it. I feel like OP really shouldn't be liable considering it was a challenge and they gave it to them and it was busted to begin with, but it's nice to see that OP has a conscience about it and they're going to be a good sport with it too. I mean, they didn't have to force it apart like that. Our next story is, in such a hurry, you shove my cart into me and make it harder for me to load my groceries on the belt? Well, time to use all those extra small gift certificates I keep forgetting. This just happened. I was checking out of the grocery store with a larger line, so they opened another lane and the staff member asked me to come over. I start unloading onto the belt when I realize the guy behind me only has a few items, except just as I consider letting him go ahead, he gives me a dirty look and puts his things on the belt before I'm anywhere near unloading my very full cart. Well, forget letting him go ahead, then he starts pushing my cart further to the front except there's still a COVID barrier so there's only so far it can go before I can't unload. I push it back and continue unloading, pausing every few minutes to push his food back. Oops, might have squished those rolls a bit. Then he starts telling me that I should move, full on gesturing and asking why I can't move up completely disregarding the barrier. Finally, it's time to pay. Well, I've had these pandemic EBT cards I got for my kids sitting in my wallet for ages because they each only have $10 or so, and I never feel like taking the time to do multiple transactions. How handy now that I have extra time. After all six transactions are done, I thank the cashier for her patience and told him he should apologize. I'm saying this now, I am firmly of the opinion that regardless if somebody's taking up a little bit too much space, or they're a grandma and they're being slow as heck, Putting your hands on another person's cart and trying to push it somewhere else, you are instantly a major jerk. Unless it's a legitimate kind gesture, like maybe you're pushing the cart for an older lady or you're adjusting it so they can reach an item easier, you get a pass, but if you're just impatient and you push somebody else's cart or move it around, you're just a huge jerk. This next story is, you choose to stare at me? Well, I suppose I'll do the same. So a little background, I'm a teen who wears a mask out in public, I'm vaccinated, caught COVID twice, so I have all the antibodies or what have you. I get sick very often, 
so I try to prevent getting sick. Nowadays, you don't see many people wearing masks, so yes, I am weird and different, and it's not something you see every day, and I couldn't care less, honestly. I've always never fit in, but I'll admit half the time, it is annoying that wherever you go, there's someone staring at you. You would think I'm wearing a bright green neon sign saying, hey, look at me, but I digress. Most learn at a fairly young age not to stare. Most look and then stop, which is fine. But when you stare and don't stop, then it's an issue. Of course, kids are understandable, as they're kids. But when you're an adult staring at a teen who is minding their business, might I add, then as stated, that is an issue. I can make and keep eye contact for a while, and I can go an uncomfortable amount of time without blinking, usually over 45 seconds. All I have to do is make my eyes big and presto. They notice that I'm staring at them, or as some of my friends say, I'm staring into their souls. As I've done staring contests, or I'll accidentally stare at them without meaning to. Anyways, always within 5 seconds they stop. If I'm feeling more petty, I'll stare and won't stop for a solid 15 seconds. I always find the latter amusing, as they're embarrassed and will do everything in their power to avoid eye contact. I'll be honest, I've worn a mask in public a time or two recently, and especially where I'm at, people do not wear masks anymore. I can't tell you how annoying it is where I'll be in the checkout line, the person in front of me turns around, looks at me, and does that like, jeez, eyebrow raise. They literally looked at me and did the eyebrow raise as if like, that guy's cuckoo. In that moment, I felt like I was instantly registered under the, that guy's been brainwashed category in that person's mind. This next story is minor revenge, but still got him back. Ace Hardware was sending hard copy junk mail to my house via US mail. I emailed customer service about trying to get off their list, but they wouldn't respond. After numerous emails ignored, I emailed all of upper management and I got customer service to respond all of a sudden. Then they kept responding with, I've removed your email from the list. We strive to give great customer service. They sent me a survey email that didn't work. It wasn't real. I responded with the fact that my email says nothing about email and clearly states hard copy mail sent to my house via US mail. I got another, we are happy to remove your email from our list. There is no email on any list, so they're lying there. And this went on for about six or seven emails where they would keep repeating, I'm happy to remove your email from the list, but if it's just junk mail, maybe you should just ignore it. They were doing it on purpose to be jerks. These weren't bots, they were real people. I forwarded every one of those responses to the CEO and upper management. I got a call from a higher up who apologized profusely and said they were having long sit-downs with all the people who responded the way they did. When I said they were literally messing with me, they knew exactly what they were writing and were ignoring this stuff about hard copy email. She agreed and said they don't tolerate this behavior from their customer service. Not sure what'll happen to these jerks, but they won't be pulling that little gag on other people if they still have jobs. Very minor payback, but... I felt satisfied after talking to that manager. 
Let's be real, I feel like there's a high chance that almost 100% of these people OP was getting through to were some absolutely below minimum wage worker living in some far off country that probably knows the bare minimum about how to handle these customer service requests. They probably don't have any access to anything involving US mail. This next story is, won't let me do renovations to the outside of my buildings because they're in a historic district? Let's see how you like them now. This isn't me, but a brilliant move of pettiness in my town. I live in a university town, and a few years back, a guy who owned three side-by-side colonial-era houses and rented them out to students wanted to renovate the outside. Things like put in double-paned windows and a new coat of paint, take down porches that were falling apart, and other minor issues. Our town put a stop work order on him and took him to court because the houses were historic. All he was allowed to do was minor safety repairs on the porches and paint the houses in a manner appropriate to their era. Well, he did some research and found that the colonial houses could be all sorts of colors. So he painted what used to be tasteful white homes, orange, lime green, and puke yellow. The town took him to court again but he was able to show proof that that wasn't unusual for colonial era homes in our area. So it was thrown out of court and the town lived with garish colors on Main Street until the town gave him permission to do the upgrades he requested. I mean, I understand if he wanted to like redo the outside construction, change the whole roof type, remodel the exterior supports of the windows, put in shutters, whatever. But when it comes to like modernizing the house in very reasonable ways like double-paned windows, I feel like that's kind of ridiculous to be like, this is a historic district. Unless that house is like a perfect cottage right out of like Snow White and maybe they're willing to pay premium to this guy to secure it and archive it in a way, I say let the guy do some simple modernizing. This next story is great. I'll take the last washer then. Every two weeks, I take my family's clothes to the laundromat near our house. It's in a mostly abandoned strip mall, with abundant parking and large carts that you can use for your laundry. Since I had four very large bags, I had to do it in two trips to the car. After loading the first two washers, I took the cart back out to my car to get the next two bags, only to find that a man was parking his car right in front of the only curb cut from the sidewalk into the parking lot also a fire lane. I waved at him and said, excuse me, do you mind finding another place to park? This is the only curb cut to the parking lot and I need to use it for my laundry cart. They say, no, I'm parking here. I say, there are plenty of other parking spaces, two right there at the front, literally the first spots in those aisles. It would only be about five extra steps. I'm not moving. I say, I'm sorry, but I'm really not able to lift a full cart back up and over the curb. Five foot two woman, not strong at all. They say, look, I'm not moving my car. There's space in front of me. Figure it out yourself. He got out of the car to go inside with his single half full laundry bag. I really struggled getting the cart back into the laundromat with my laundry, but was finally able to lift it up and over the curb, almost hitting his car twice in the process. I take the last giant load washer and load my clothes in. As I'm finishing up and starting the washer, I look around for a final washer to use. At the same time, here comes the car guy rolling a cart down the aisle I'm in, pausing his cart between two empty washers, one stating out of order, and then 
he leaves his cart there and goes over to the card machine to load money onto his card. It's literally the last large washer. So I nudge his cart out of the way and start loading the rest of my clothes in. This guy explodes at me when he comes back, calling me all sorts of names, asking where my integrity is, blah blah blah. Goes on and on about basic respect and decency. Tells me that since I'm a female, I think I can get away with it, but he's going to get his sister to beat the crap out of me. Sister? Really? I start the washer as the guy comes back after tattling the management about my stealing. All I say to the manager was, sorry, no one was there. I didn't take any clothes out or touched any of his belongings. The manager goes and gets him two of the much smaller washers to use. I did feel bad about getting management involved, so I went to apologize to them later and explain the situation and gave them the cost of the two washers. I'd been planning to do grocery shopping while my laundry was drying, but I decided that it was best to stay with all of my laundry after that, cause I didn't know what this guy would try. I am not a confrontational person, and this encounter shook me up a bit, but I just couldn't help myself. Some people these days. I mean, all you can really say here is that this guy sounded awful. There's zero pity to have here for them, that's for darn sure, and OP did way more than they should have by paying for those extra washers. That said, our final story of the day is the absolute best $20 I've ever spent. I had a best friend of 20 years and decided to help him convert his entire basement into a grow room. More than that, I taught him everything I knew about growing marijuana, which I learned over the course of a decade, and I was fantastic at it. Things were going very well and the crops were looking good. When it came time for me to get my investment of 7000 back with no interest, he decided to completely screw me over. I was going through a very nasty divorce at the time, and my ex had just left me a few days earlier. He had the money to pay me, but he just said no. He didn't think I deserved it because I bailed on them during a harvest the week before. I bailed on him for one night because it was going to be the last family dinner I would ever have with my stepson, and he knew that in advance. I was too defeated and broken to do anything about it at that moment, but I thought of all the awful things I could do to him, his car, his house, etc. After a few weeks, I decided to simply send him a gift. Instead of committing a felony of some kind, I found a website called Ruin Days where they sell all kinds of things you can send anonymously through the mail. I chose the spring-loaded glitter bomb and it did not disappoint. I had hoped that he would open it in his truck so it would be a reminder of me every day he got in it, but he opened it in a much more better place instead. He wound up popping the top of the large spring-loaded canister in the grow room itself. According to his wife, it destroyed over a thousand worth of top shelf processed weed and it was blown all over the plants currently in bloom. It ruined 12 heavily budding plants, setting him back by over two months, which roughly equates to 6,000 in potential profits gone. Even though I didn't get the money he owed, he still paid that 7,000 one way or another and the cleanup must have been intense. With or without my petty revenge, I heard from a friend that his grow totally collapsed about 8 months later. He was a greenskeeper at a golf course for years, so he thought he could handle it on his own. That was absolutely delicious to hear as well. Hands down, this was the best $20 I've ever spent. 
I guess the plants are sticky or something, so when the glitter explodes, it just gets everywhere. And not just everywhere, but all up in these plants. You can't process something for ingesting that has glitter stuck all over it, right? What a stroke of luck and stupidity on their part for opening it in that room. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 